Okay, so you just said that you had to remove yourself from who you are in order to answer the question I just asked you, which is what do you feel when you're sitting at a theremin performance? But how is it that you manage to remove yourself from who you are? And how well, do you know that you've done that? Well, not many people can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that because I'm hyper aware of my place in the world. So I've worked very hard to have this opportunity to be omniscient. <laughs> are so, you being serious? I'm not sure. No, no, I'm, I'm being, um, I'm trying to, I mean, I think all of us are capable of this. Where Of being I mean, omniscient. No, not omniscient, but like, you know how the third person works in drama, right? You've played characters where right? a third person perspective is an important um, component of the I story. think about that more in writing than okay, theater, okay. right? So let's think about it in terms of writing. And each of us in the world is writing in some way, like just writing our own... Daily uh, dramas every yeah, day, exactly. right? Yeah, And so um, you have to remove yourself. I mean, you can't actually do this. Like, like they talk about journalism uh, where people are kind of being objective in a way. You're not actually being objective, but what you are able to do is take into account factors and opinions that are outside of your own realm of uh, familiar experience. So when I ask you, what is your experience when you listen to a theremin concert, why do you have to remove yourself my, from you to answer the question? My experience when I listen to a theremin concert is probably just pure, unfettered anxiety. What? Because for me, the theremin is important in my life. So when I just listen to a theremin concert, I actually get quite upset because there's a lot going on there. I'm first I'm trying to understand the technique of the performer and I'm I'm looking closely to see if they're using a technique that I'm familiar with. And if they're playing in a particular register, I'm listening to what is happening with the the tone of the instrument. And I'm also looking closely to see how well they do with articulation of the left hand because often that's overlooked and if they're playing uh, glissandi like they're moving from one pitch to the next are they just doing a kind of continuous movement and a continuous sound or are they interrupting that with the dynamics of um, the volume antenna um, and so, why is it that this produces anxiety when you hear all these? Well, because I, like, when I go, I, the same thing happens when I go to hear a piano concert. I'm looking at the left-hand technique of the performer, and I, my friend Rob Schwimmer plays the theremin and the piano. And I went to his performance um, shortly after I lost control of my left hand. And when I watched him using his left hand, I remembered all of the sensation of that movement. And it got into my nervous system, so I'm watching him, you see, then it becomes part of my nervous system, oh. and it's so visceral that it becomes part of me. So the experience that you're having has everything to do with your brain cancer. Well, it has a lot to do with my brain, for sure. Now my brain has been changed by the cancer, and so there's something more, um, I guess... Present, like in that. It really stimulates the response you. is like over hyper stimulated. But right now, your left hand is getting very active. Is that because, because of the conversation? I thought about my friend Rob playing the piano, 
And I just had this moment where I was there again, just in talking. I, I remembered it. So it really takes you out and of your my body. My brain is doing the memory. It's not just like, I have a memory of this time. You know, it's, not, it's very, it's tied into your emotions, which are located near the central part of my brain that got affected. So like that lit up. When that lights up, all of the neuromotor stuff is there too. So it's just sending electrical signals in my brain and my arm is responding. And is this intense response that I'm seeing because of the cancer and the effects of it, or have you always been like that? No, no, that's specifically due to the uh, location of the legion in my brain that um, damaged the, uh, the thalamus and the, the central nervous system. I mean, I probably my personality tended to be a little bit sensitive because I've always been a sensitive person in my life. So, sure, there's that. Uh, but it's exaggerated by virtue of the fact that I've had this disruption to the way that my brain works. And so in anticipation of how my brain will process information or a question like you're asking me, in anticipation of that, it's trying to like bridge these connections so that I can give you the answer that I know as the person that I think that I am to understand. And I'm trying to convey that in a way that reflects accurately both pre-cancer and post-cancer Anthony and that's not a subtle thing it's like it's very I've talked to a lot of people about this and it's like it's a, it's a very real thing because you you know when I say I have to speak about myself outside of myself that there's two Anthony's there's pre-cancer Anthony and post-cancer Anthony and we're all both here so because we're both here I have to understand when I'm going back into a state where things were physically okay and where things were like all working and remember that and accessing that memory is is difficult for me so mm. um, it manifests itself in a, a kind of physical response which is something of a non sequitur because like why is my arm flipping out like you're not asking me to pick anything up you're not asking me to pour you a drink or like reach for an object or um, even to play an instrument you're just talking to me about how I feel as an audience member and I'm still having this physical It seems like response. the further you go into this thought the more your hand just dances yeah. to its own rhythm Oh my gosh, yes and unfortunately I'm not the conductor I'd like to be but I don't have that control so, you know, that's something that um, I'm never sure what to do with so it's a new a new place for me so I removed myself from myself yeah because I was removed from myself by virtue of the fact that I had my diagnosis and that's real like that it there, there is this thing that happens where like when you're in that place of the terminally ill you're accessing information that isn't available to you otherwise and Virginia Woolf wrote eloquently on this subject and I think that um, this essay she wrote uh, called On Being Ill is um, very insightful into that 
way of being outside of yourself and yet still being familiar with who you are and hopefully you don't stray too far outside of the bounds of uh, what's familiar and you can retain as much of who you are as possible but in the process of trying to maintain that understanding of who you are that blueprint that is who you've kind of developed over a period of time like you also exercise your brain in a way that then has a response you know to everything that is so much more um, sensitive and um, not always so graceful and then you know there's some aspect of that that you know you have to be okay with it and you also have to understand that there are other people around you that may not be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like when you're riding the subway and your arms flipping out and people are like, oh, what's up with that dude? You know, like that's that's a real thing, man. That happens. Like, yeah, the what's up with that dude? Yeah, that happens a lot. And, you know, I just had to be like, yeah, I'm that, you know, I'm that crazy dude over there on the subway. I'm that guy. And in that moment, it's like, yeah, I see that you see me as a different person you see me in a different way and that's okay I'll just try and stay as out of your way as possible in order to get to my destination and we'll be fine but every so often like I'll need to reach for the subway pole so that I don't fall down and if I reach and then I accidentally hit somebody's arm in the process and they hit me with karate chop because they interpret that as some kind of aggression Mm. And in the meantime, it's not under my... Con- I, you can't do uh, shorthand discussion about, like, what's going on with you. There's no shorthand for this. It's like... Mama, um, do you want another taco? Can I go back to the car and get the Jurassic World video? <laughs> Anthony Patak, thank you so much for sharing. We will have to continue this conversation in quieter environments. Yes, in another dimension. <laughs> You like Scooby-Doo? How about the Incredible?